hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 yo. We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. This your boy Uche. I got my boy. Too easy, but she's easy. It's way too easy. AKA Widow's Peak Bandit, AKA uh, Mr. Stilia Spaghetti, AKA Daddy Longlegs, AKA Back from Vacation. Mr. Back from Vacation, I guess. Hey, did you learn it? See how tired did, I am? Did you learn any new gang signs when you uh, from the area you were at? As I throw mine up, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, Paco, Paco Jeans. What's up, man? We from the Paco Jeans click. Paco Jeans. Isn't Paco a uh, a Tabasco sauce? A salsa? You never had uh-huh. Paco, Paco salsa? You never had that? Probably. <laughs> no, I'm I'm more of a Tostito salsa guy. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I feel you. Yeah, how was Austin? How was Austin? How was that shit? Hey, Austin's was dope. You know, it's always cool going from, you know, this area during the winter or when winter's tr- trying to get out of there to like the West coast or like Texas, cause the weather change is completely different more than anything. I love the weather in Austin. The vibes in Austin are always great. Uh, it's like, there's a lot of hippies down there. A lot of it people, a lot of mm-hmm. food trucks, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, partying, go to sixth street. If, yes, sir. if you feel like having unidentified liquor spilled on you, but it was good vibes, man. Did some shopping, you know, got some jeans. Anytime you get jeans on a trip, it's a successful trip. I got some jeans. My first pair of jeans in like four years. So fuck. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I could think of a, a couple other things that make a trip successful, like, uh, you know, weather. Um, let's see. Let, um, visiting attractions. You know what I'm saying? Pinacaladas. Yeah. The freaking beach. Um not getting into trouble, not getting arrested. <laughs> hey, there's a couple of things that make, you know, trips successful. You know, for me, I went to, I can't remember if I, if I mentioned this on the, the last episode or not, but yeah, I, I went back, I came back from uh, San Fran. San Fran. Man. So you guys, uh, I don't know any of our San Fran or Cali listeners out there, but uh, I had a blast, man. Saw, Where's uh, the Saweeties of the world? Uh, she, I think she from, uh, where is Saweetie from, dog? She from Sweetie's Oakland, from, right? She's from the Bay. She's from Sweetie's the Bay. From the but, Bay. That that was the other thing that I that I, that when I went out there it, it I really understood what the hell the bay was. I think like before I thought the bay was like an actual city. I thought there what? was like a I swear to God like kind of like how they say New England like how they yeah, they they yeah. interchangeably use the word New England Patriots but New England is almost like a region. I used to yeah. think New England was a city. You used to think that. I swear Are you crazy. I promise you. Are you did you? When what? I when I say used to, I mean like 15 years ago when I oh, found this out. I don't mean like I learned this yesterday. Come I was on. like, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I, I used to, as a kid, I used to be confused. They'd be like, Golden State. I'm like, what the heck? Golden State? That's Where what I'm is saying. Golden State? Right. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, Golden State refers to that area. You know, San Francisco, Oakland. It's, it's, it's just a way to cover bases. You know what I mean? New England, Carolina Panthers. What? South Carolina and North Carolina, you know? Right, right. So It was a cool town, though, man. What did you learn about the Bay in San Francisco and Oakland? Man, I learned that uh, 
full house. The full house house is a real thing. <laughs> Yo, that's what are you talking about? It's in Oakland. No, man, San Francisco? San Francisco. Like the full house. You know the show Full House. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The actual I house didn't know it was it, filmed. I didn't know it was filmed there. It's a real thing, and yeah, man, it's it's out there. Yeah, this I the didn't know the, that. the roads are real slanted too, guys. Like. Make sure you got your brakes and everything set up before you guys start driving in San Francisco. Them them hills ain't no joke. No joke. And you like fall off the ledge, right? Like Bro, like you... it's it's bad. It's bad. Okay, I'm not going no more. Anyway, guys. I'm, a, I'm afraid of heights. Yo, this is episode 119. I'm afraid of taxes. One one nineteen. One nineteen. Hey, you better listen. It's almost tax time, man. Get your shit in order. Or they coming for of. you. Afraid of non almond milk. Wait, you mean regular? You milk? mean regular milk? <laughs> yes. Okay. Any other regular milk? I'd like to get my milk from the almonds. <laughs> yeah, knock it off, man. <laughs> this guy. Uh, how do you milk? How do you milk an almond, bro? I don't know. Yo, <laughs> even more so, right? So I remember this is on a quick tangent, right? So I remember when I stopped drinking regular milk and started drinking almond milk. It was the weirdest oh, transition ever. Oh. This is it's probably like seven years ago. I got I, it became normal. I said, "All right, you know what? Like this ain't that bad, you know. Like I don't know how they milk almonds, but fuck it, it's good." And then I started seeing milks from other freaking nuts. Oh yeah, freaking yeah. cashew milk. Like how how did yeah. they make that? Uh, walnut milk. Like, what are yeah. y'all doing? You know, yeah. like yeah. I mean, it's it's from my stomach, but yeah, there's something about that that cow milk. Just be destroying my stomach, but you know, you know, you lost your gangster card because you drink almond milk. That's a very ungangster thing to do. That's not true. That's, that's one part. That's not man, true. Man, that's, what are you talking about? Listen, man. You know, if if he's not gangster, then freaking Jada Kiss and and Styles P and the Locks are <laughs> are not gangster for uh for drinking smoothies and juices. You gonna say they not gangster too now? Which well, one depends on what they put in the smoothie. What if they put arugula? If they put in turmeric, them they thugs. <laughs> what about okay. only thugs mess with turmeric? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, hey. So if I get some kale or spinach or arugula, what does that mean? What does that mean? That means you cute. I <laughs> uh, see, but I, no, but actually, what if I, I, love, I love but what kale. if I'm drinking the juice with the blicky on me? How do you say that? <laughs> well, How does that work? Blicky. Well, then you they they cancel each other out. <laughs> Yo, you have to re you have to redo the play like yo, they listen, say in the NFL. Yo, enough enough of you shaming people for wanting to be healthy, okay? We, we're hey, done with that. Hey, That's the reason why your stomach not me. is effed the up, rappers man. said it. The rappers said it. I I drink almond milk all the time. Even worse. I drink almond milk. I eat uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Well, I I eat all the sweet stuff. Yo, listen guys, we got soft foods. Yo guys, we got a jam-packed show for you guys, you know, Appreciate y'all for pulling back up, depending on where you are listening to this episode. A um, couple announcements before we get into the show. All right. Number one, the Zero Skips playlist is in full swing, guys. You know, we're highlighting the top artists, indie artists that we see. You know, there's a lot of overlap between RGM and Illivised Wise Guys. So if you're an artist out there and you make it on one of our playlists, that means you're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what it means. That's what it means. And so shout out to the people who've made it on the playlist and shout out to the people who want to be on the playlist, too, because we see y'all keep submitting the music, keep, you know, keep submitting the music, keep emailing us. And uh, 
We'll see if uh, you got what it takes to end up on the playlist. But um, it's on Spotify, so go stream that right now after listening to this episode. Second, we are putting our episodes back onto YouTube. I got I got to say that because um, on the last episode, like, you know, we, we got some clips out there for you guys. You know, we, we've been asked this for months now. You know, people keep asking, yo, man, what happened to the episodes on YouTube? Man, what happened to the episodes on YouTube? Man, y'all used to post it, man. Why y'all not on it anymore? Listen, we were on Patreon and we thought it was a good idea to put the episodes there. We changed our mind, okay? We're still going to use Patreon for some more behind the scenes type stuff. But in terms of our video content, it's going back on YouTube. So shout out to the people who've been engaging with us, leaving comments so far, liking our content, and all of that. Nice. Yes, sir. Nice. Uh, Q, any announcements? Yes, I got announcements. Check us out. Ratingsgamemusic.com, the best single and album reviews on the planet. Uh, Also known as RGM and... uh, Third world countries. Uh, don't you say? I, th- I thought she was going to say Ukraine. Don't, don't I was say. Gonna it. say uh, hey, hey, hey! Come on, man. Listen. Speaking of Ukraine, uh, RGM has now sanctioned all Russian artists. Uh, we are blocking them. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's not yeah, yo, yo, we we is... we pulled our podcast from Russia from Russian networks. Is that what you're saying yeah. too? No, in all in all seriousness, hey, listen, hold on. Go out. One thing I gotta say real quick before you send well wishes and prayers. We see y'all Russian bots out there trying to disrupt what we got going on. Y'all, y'all not gonna, <laughs> y'all are not gonna stop the, the, y'all are not gonna stop the movement. Okay, the wise guys is taking over, including in Russia. So, listen, your no bot formed against me will prosper. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I've been getting spam like shit lately on Instagram. Yeah, I, it's, no, it's, I, it's I, really I, weird. I remember I messaged you that that mm-hmm. this is a true story. We're not we're not lying. Yeah. I messaged you that um that Russian uh that uh form that email mm-hmm. I got in Russian, completely mm-hmm. in Russian. Uh I was scared. I was like, is there meddling going on in, in RGM? But um <laughs> prayers out to the Ukraine people, man. This is a disaster. Absolutely. It's a world disaster, it's devastating. Hearts and our our, our, our thoughts and say, thoughts and wishes, all of the well wish every every last wish goes out to the people, man. For real. I always say war. I I'm just not a fan of war at all. So um especially in this day and age, I just feel like war don't make sense. But you know, hopefully things pan out uh and you know, things work the way they are. But RGM, check us out. Album reviews. We did an album. Review for the baby and Boom. young boys new album better than you. Slap. King Von dropped Von. a new album called um what I think it's called something. What it's it called what it what it what it means like to be king. What, what it, it means, means to, be to be king. He goes off on the joint. Uh, and then a whole bunch of song reviews that you got to check out, this is including Gucci Man's diss on or he tried to play a publicity stunt. He, on, uh, he NBA said, young boy, so. "He said, don't don't mess with me. You get rolled in a blunt. I'm like, dog, <laughs> what's, what's wrong with this guy? Yo, he got to stop that shit, man. Uh, and check us out. The best music review site on the planet. I say that with my chest out, or your money back, your three cents back. Check us out. All right, now 
before we get into the topics, guys, um, you know, make sure to like this episode on uh, Spotify. Make sure to like it on any platform, share it, subscribe to the pod, including YouTube, like I said before. Make sure you subscribe to the Dream Vision Network YouTube channel. That's where we're going to be posting all of our content. And uh, yeah, just keep rocking with us on social media. You know, follow us on the socials. They're on the screen right now. If you're watching this, they're in the description right now. If you're listening to this. And, uh, you know, make sure you don't miss content that we put out, man. We got a lot of things that's about to happen over the next couple of episodes that we're really excited about. So make sure y'all are tuned in. Yes, with, sir. For the greatness. Yes, now, sir. Now, in terms of what we're going to be talking about this episode, because uh, that's really why we're here. Artists that uh, got dropped from their labels and uh, ultimately became a much bigger successful artist. Either they are icon or there's somebody on the come up. You know, there's some names that really have been making news these days and, and maybe even some names that you guys are not familiar with that we're going to shed some light on. But, um, you know, we, we, we've noticed that there's, there's a lot of folks that started out with trials and tribulations that are ultimately successful. That's definitely one of the topics we're going to touch on. After that, we're going to talk about whether or not hip hop is responsible for the, I guess the the narrative that's happening these days in in, in music, where people are a little bit more aware of their mental health and, um, you know what that does for the music and you know just really we noticed the conversation about mental health has become mainstream. That's how I put it, and so we're wondering what the root of that root of that is, and we'll get into that a little bit later. After that. We're going to talk about whether or not music fans have an attention span issue. You know, we see music being dropped at a rapid pace with, you know, since the streaming era, the, the, the way people are releasing music, the pace in which people are releasing music has changed significantly. And it may be impacting the shelf life and just the ultimately the, the quality and the importance of the music overall. So we're going to get into a little deep dive discussion on that. But first... Drum roll, please. Come on, man. Wake the, wake the neighbors up, Q. Oh, there goes my uh, laptop juice. Is the game a better rapper than Eminem? I'm just gonna be Ooh. point. I'm just gonna be point blank with y'all to start this, to start this out. Okay. Now I know what some of y'all Ouch. are thinking. I know what some of y'all are thinking. You right there. You. I see you. I see you. I see what you're saying, even though I don't know who you are. You said, hell no. What the? Why would, it, why would that even be a valid question? Man, wait, are y'all smoking crack? Is, is, your, is your crack laced with fentanyl? Like, tell me. I mean, which one is it? Well, guess what, guys? I watched a game Drink Champs interview, and uh, it, it, you know, in addition to me realizing that the game may be a functioning alcoholic, respectfully speaking, the man was drinking his ass off. He said a lot of interesting things that I think um, made me want to bring this topic to the table. And, uh, you know, Q and I, you talked about this. You know, we talked about this prior to the episode dropping. What did you say? You said Q and on. Q and on did not talk about this. No, we are not involved with Q and on. Oh, you said Q and I. Okay, my bad. My bad. Sorry. My, my brother, QAnon. My what brother, does QAnon want with this do you, combo? Do you, do you want us to get banned? We we already mentioned Ukraine. <laughs> we mentioned Russia. And we mentioned bots. 
And now you're mentioning Illuminati organizations. <laughs> yeah, we, we are not affiliated with QAnon and their crazy beliefs. Anywho, um, no, I watched the Drink Champs interview with the game, and he said a lot of spicy shit, right? Point blank. And I really want to get into this. He, he claims that he's a better rapper than Eminem. He claims that um, he used to think Eminem was better than him. And then uh, ultimately, he landed on the side of him thinking he's better than Eminem. So without me over-talking, let's just jump right into this, Q. I mean, what is your take on whether or not the game is a better rapper than Eminem? How do you see this? Well, you know, I'm going to make it quick because at the end of the day, I feel how I feel. You feel how you feel. The people feel how they feel in this very interesting topic. And the way we all feel is bias. I grew up, you know, uh, around middle school. At the end of the tail end of middle school is when Game came out with the documentary. The documentary still stands as one of the best hip hop albums I've ever heard in my life. The performance that the game put up on that album, I thought was phenomenal. His verses were excellent. I mean, think about it. We talked about it on the last episode. We talked about some of the songs that came from that project. How We Do, uh, Hate It or Love It, Dreams. These are three or four songs that are some of the greatest songs in hip-hop history. Then you add West Side Story to the equation. So... Straight off the bat, the game has one of the greatest albums of all time. Let's get that out the way. Lyrically, I think the game has a level of appeal in terms of the way he drops his bars, what he talks about in his bars, uh, his his verses, um, some of the 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 punchlines he drops, the flows that he messes with. He's nice. This is not a story whether or not this is not a competition of whether or not, you know, game is good. We know game is good. How good is he is the real question. And in my opinion, historically speaking, from a music standpoint, I think he got in beat from a musical standpoint. Like, I think the game makes better music than Eminem. I don't think that's a ridiculous statement. If you look at the history, even after the documentary, you talk about his next album. Um, you talk about the documentary too. Uh, you're talking about Jesus Peace. Like the game, there's some songs on there. Even his last project had some fire joints on there, and 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 really good verses. I think Eminem, from a technical standpoint, from a shock value standpoint, definitely got the game beat he has multiple people beat but from my bias standpoint from what i've heard with my own ears from the importance of hip-hop uh in terms of you know making songs that resonate with people i think the game has a a a a a a, a, a better odds of 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 let me not say odds the game is better than people think he is. Let me just put it that way. He's an underrated rapper that I do think is better than a good chunk of people that you guys think are the best rappers in the game. I right, really right. do think that. 
Right. And it's more about, and I, I, I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to mention that because this is more about the game to me. Him being such an underrated rapper than it is about Eminem. You know Eminem. We already know what we get with Eminem. He's mm-hmm. done what he's done. Eminem at his peak has been great. But I think the game is very underrated. Is he better than Eminem? I can't quite say that. But from my bias standpoint, I say yes. Okay, look. So, all right, I respect that. I respect that. I mean, the thing is this, though. Like, are we looking at this from a bias standpoint or are we looking at this objectively? Because here's here's how I see it. I look at it like we can be biased all day, which I think everybody is and people... There's people who try not to be biased, but at the end of the day, we're all biased. You're going to veer more towards the shit that you like. Is the game a better rapper than Eminem? Well, it depends on what you're classifying as better. What makes somebody better? Is it, is it their albums? Is it, is it the, the music that they make? Is it the technical um, aspect? Is it the punchlines? Is, is it the rhyme schemes? Is it, is it the delivery? Is What is the criteria that makes somebody better is I think the question that really needs to be asked because if we get down to that root question or set of questions, I can confidently say that my criteria for what makes a rapper better is not just about their ability to spit. It's about the music that they produce, the music, the output of the music, the beats, everything, right? I think that Eminem, we all know how supremely gifted of a lyricist, um, uh, uh, delivery flow-wise, the man can rap at the speed of light. He does a lot of things on the mic that only a, f- a select few of, of rappers can even do, right? But at the same time, I would be lying to say that Eminem, Eminem's discography is so incredibly untouchable because it's not. Eminem's discography has holes in it. It really does. Like, his first two albums, I thought were, I mean, more than great, right? But I think by the time we got to uh, the Marshall Mathers LP, we get to Revival, you start seeing holes in Eminem's discography and his, his, the music output. Whereas I think the game, that's where he shines. The game has a very strong discography going from, like you mentioned, Q, the documentary, uh, you know, Doctor's Advocate, uh, uh, Jesus Peace, you know, uh, doc- the documentary too. Um, I could even say the Red album was not even that bad. It was pretty good. Even the last album that he said was his retirement album, 1992, that was a good album. I don't. I really don't believe the game has ever put out a bullshit album. That's how I'll put it. And so from a discography standpoint, I firmly believe the game has a stronger discography than Eminem. Sue me. I'm speaking facts, okay? It is what it is. It, uh, so stronger. Eh, it's I stronger, bro. Go, I wouldn't go as far as to say stronger. I would say he has a more. He has more solid music in his discography. Solid. Because Eminem, we are kind of punishing Eminem for being. I guess experimental, different, maybe not necessarily the kind of music I would listen to, but the game has albums and songs that is like we all like as hip hop fans. 
We all understand. We don't really have to deep dive. We understand on a surface level, this song is good. This album is good. There's no debate. There's no way you can peel through it and say, you didn't have a good time listening to this. But Eminem has albums that I think have changed the game. He has albums that I would say are more impactful, that people took some things away from it that you know you probably would not have gotten from other artists so i wouldn't say his discography i like i said i think the music that that the game makes is better than the music eminem makes yes but is his discography more impressive i don't know i don't think so i don't think i think eminem's discography is is probably more impressive but i just think the game is a better rapper in terms of i think he just makes better music it's almost like it's almost like saying Drake, right? Is Drake's discography more impressive? Or sorry, is 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 uh uh let's say somebody like uh uh uh, uh Kodak Black, right? I, I know people are gonna say this is blasphemous what I'm about to say, but I think it's actually true. Kodak Black has better albums than Drake. When you look at the totality of all the albums that Kodak Black has dropped, I think he has been able to produce better albums than Drake has. Would I say that his albums are more impressive? He has the more impressive discography? No. It just doesn't work that way in hip-hop. Drake's discography is more impressive because there's more things Drake was able to do within his discography. There was more hits within his discography. There's more, you know, songs that resonate with more people in his discography. There's more experimentation. But if you ask me, I've enjoyed listening to Kodak Black's albums more than I've enjoyed listening to Drake's. I so, think they're better. So, but- so, so we're mincing you, 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 you mincing words right now, right? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you for many reasons. Number one, you said that Eminem. You said that the game makes stronger. Mu- you said solid. That's the word you use. You said solid. his music is more solid. Well, to me. That is a recipe or a license for me to say he has a better discography than somebody who music is not as solid. Same thing you're mentioning about Kodak Black and Drake. I'm not on board with that. If you want to say you enjoy Kodak Black's music more, listen, mm-hmm. go go for it. Have a blast. Mm-hmm. Enjoyability is up to the person. It's subjective. It, but we have to figure out the baseline criteria for what we're even evaluating well, to, even to, say something, to even say something's more enjoyable. I, I'm I, not on listen, board. I think Drake has a better discography than Kodak Black for many that. obvious but, reasons. But but his albums of, aren't aren't great. His albums aren't aren't more. Uh, Kodak his, Black historic, has good albums. Historically, I feel like Drake has better albums than Kodak Black. He does. Okay. He does. Okay. In my in my I, opinion, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Kodak Black has better albums. Like let's say he. Okay, maybe Kodak Black. Let's let's because I know people are going to be in an uproar when I say something like that. Oh, really, Kodak Black? Let's go to somebody else. Let's say, um, I don't know, Young Thug, right? Young Thug has a better, better albums than Drake, in my opinion. He has better albums from top to bottom. I I think they're like let's the word better right is that's also a subjective word it's all subjective wording right right right. here's how i'm using the word better the music is more quality the music is more 
put together better. The music is more touching than what Drake has made. However, would I say that Young Thug's discography, including all his mixtapes projects, are better than Drake's discography? I can't go that far because Drake has experimented more. Drake has done more a wide range of things. Drake's albums have changed the game. So would I say more impressive? No, it's not more impressive. But, sorry, sorry. I mean, Drake's album is more impressive. Drake's discography is more impressive. But I would say Young Thug has the better discography, right? So going back to Eminem in, in the game, here's here's what I want to do. Here's what I wanted to do. Please. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Please. Pros and cons, all right? So we all talk about the game and in a positive light. We all talk about Eminem in a positive light. Can we talk about the pros and cons of both? So let's talk let's about it. the pros. Here's what I'm going to say. The pros to the game is, I mentioned it earlier, a very appealing rapper really knows how to make good music, right? Um, relatable. One of the best, relatable, one of the best voices in hip-hop. Like, he has a crisp, like, perfect hip-hop voice. The cons, and here's what I think actually holds him back, and I've been saying this for years, he name-drops too much on his, out, his songs. Way too much name-dropping. Number two, he morphs into so many different people. Like, sometimes he sounds like Gucci Mane, <laughs> I've heard a song he sounds like Gucci Man. I've heard a song he sounds like Nipsey. I've heard a song where he sounds like Biggie, Pac, Dre, Nas. <laughs> so people are kind of like, you know, who are you? We we don't really know the exact game. That's his cons. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people don't put him on like their top 10, top 15 list because they kind of see him as somebody that emulates people. But I personally, like I said, my pros for him is Great rapper, outstanding punchlines, mm-hmm. very appealing, and knows how to put a song together. So that's the pros and cons. I don't know if you want to get the pros and cons of game, then we can well, do it for Eminem. Well, well, look, look, look. I I echo a lot of the pros that you just mentioned, right? I, I'll add on to that though. Um, makes he he understands how to produce music. I'm not saying beats. Like I'm saying, he understands how to put together music clearly. Like. There's a reason why his albums end up being so good. It's he has an ear for for he has an ear for music. He does, and and, he does. and I don't he think does. you can really take away that, you know. And so, I also think though to add on, you say you said good rap voice, you said delivery. I want to throw in rhyme scheme and bars. I, I think that oh, yeah. the game is a very underrated rapper in that regard. Then people want to give him credit for. You know, you listen I to agree. the newest song Easy with Kanye West. Yo, there's so much shit he there's so much shit that could probably go over your head on that. He even name drops name drops in that song, but he used them names as metaphors. Like yeah. he was talking about Todd Dollar Sign and and, and, yeah. and YG and I mean, but those were metaphors for something else. So you thought he was name dropping because he was, but it just tells you like the, the the level of uh you know rap that he's actually at right now. But anyway, those are prawns. I agree with your cons though, for sure. And I think that's a really strong con too that really holds him back. That that um that that him him morphing into other people, that's a problem. And it's always been a problem. But at the end of the day, is that enough to hold him back versus a, a Eminem or somebody else? We'll get into that. I think let's let's move on to Eminem. I want to start off start off the pros and cons with Eminem, if you don't mind. Because I think it's important. 
for Eminem, I think it's obvious the man is a a mutant when it comes to rapping. His 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 delivery, his 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 cadence, his his uh um just the 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 flows, all of those intricate details when it comes to like what sets a rapper, a supreme rapper apart from the next. Eminem is like amazing at that. And then secondly, Eminem is entertaining. That's just let's just put it out there. There's a reason why he was Slim Shady back in the day, having all you know, having the whole like entertainment aspect, the 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 viral aspect before social media was a thing. He's entertaining. I believe he's more entertaining than than game, and that that that's a huge part in, when it comes to a rapper. We 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 leave that out a lot. Is the entertainment aspect? Um, I don't know if you want to throw in any pros right now before I move into cons. It's up to you. How you want? How you want to do this? Um, pros. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Pros. You know, I I think another pro is that he he's he's fearless in terms of there is no boundary. He's not afraid to cross. Um, he's he understands who he is. I think that's a big thing that I guess with what we said about the game. You know, the game's a fantastic rapper, but he's morphed into all these different type of people in his music the eminem is eminem he he is who he is you can't compare him to anybody i mean the people that sound like him have emulated him he's not going out emulating anybody else he's stuck to who he is and so that's a big 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 pro um and then eminem at the end of the day he's just more willing to 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 to, to hop on anything I mean, Eminem has hopped on a Rihanna song. He's hopped on a Big Sean song. He's hopped on, like, he doesn't care what the situation is. He's going to plug in his zany raps and, and crazy flows and do his thing. So I I do applaud that. So those right. are some of the pros, I would say. Okay, that's cool. So in terms of cons, I think, to me, the ones that stand out for me when, when it comes to Eminem is um, he's unrelatable. To I think a lot of hip hop fans. When I say hip hop fans, I don't mean uh, the ones who clearly relate to him. I think that historically, his perspective in rapping is not something that we va- we look to Eminem and say, "Damn, yo, you heard what he said." I felt that. You rarely feel wh- what Eminem is saying. I think that's a that's a huge con for me because one of the things about rappers that I that I think is a, is high up there in the criteria list is how well your words paint pictures. What is the imagery I get from the words that you choose to use as a, as a poet slash rapper? I feel like a lot of times I listen to Eminem, I'm left empty. Like I don't gain anything. There's, I, there's no takeaway other than me being exhausted from his, his fast rapping. I swear. Like I'm trying not to sound negative, but like I end up feeling that way a lot of times when it comes to Eminem. And that's a problem for me a lot of times. And then secondly, I think his I, yeah, listen at the end of the day we we got to start holding these legends accountable right in in calling history how it how it truly should be remembered when it's all said and done I think the biggest thing about Eminem that people are going to knock is his catalog is not that strong I I I'm telling you like it's a fact and that's not to say that he didn't put out great albums in the in the beginning the Marja Mathers LP um you know, all, uh, the Slim Shady uh, projects, like really his first three albums, I think those were dope. After that, though, it gets really, really shaky. And that's a pro- that's going to be a problem for him. 
But what do you what would you say is a, is a con of his? And we can move on. We can go to the next topic right after this. Well, I mean, a con obviously. I mean, nobody wants to say it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. A con for him is that he's a white rapper. When you're a white rapper, there's always going to be these stereotypes that come with that. Um, you know, a uphill bat, a uphill climb. You got to overcome to 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 you know even succeed. And I think that's where the game has the advantage there. Uh, not by, I mean, this is just God. This has nothing to do with anything else. But you know, at the end <laughs> right. of the day, like the game is a black man. His music is going to relate to black people. Hip hop is black. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, Eminem is just he at the end of the day would never be able to understand the struggle and what black people go through. And so it sucks. But that's a con. The fact that he's a white rapper. Um, I don't know if that's a con more so. Of, uh, just yeah, That's I, what the I, situation I, is. I don't I'm know if I call it a con. Bad. It's not bad. It's just more so like that's kind of the, the thing that holds him back. You know, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I hear you. And then also, you know, Eminem, I think what it is, is um, Eminem, we want our, you know, in this day and age, and this is probably Jay-Z's fault, in this day and age, we want our, our, our rappers and MCs to grow, you know, like Nas, the growth, seeing seeing what he's talking about, investments, and like talking about like I'm having dinners with my bosses and stuff like that, like we're not even on that young kid stuff, you know, like Nas has grown with his his content and his his rapping style has grown with him. Jay Z, same thing, has grown. Rick Ross, and I'm not putting them in the same category, but he's another older rapper, successful older rapper, grown. Even Nipsey was going there, and I think that's what people were so excited about. Nipsey was he right. was showing a level of growth from that Crenshaw guy to that now like boss that's dabbling with. Adidas president and all that stuff. Eminem is one of the few top MCs, along with Lil Wayne, <laughs> that you know just hasn't really necessarily grown as an artist, as a rapper. His content just kind of still seems zany and the same. Um, mm. So I think that's a big con about him. Mm. At the end of the day, I'm just going to close it out and say this. If you would have asked me this question about 15 years ago, it wasn't even close. Eminem was significantly better than most of his competition. I always talk about Renegade. He bodied Jay-Z. I don't care what anybody says. Eminem blew Jay-Z out on that song. Eminem also, I, I'll never forget. Think about the way I am. I get, uh, what's the, what's the uh, rock? Uh, 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 the, the rhyme scheme, the flows, the wordplay he was using on that song. I would get literally blown away. Or even remember the verse he had on Biggie? The seven different levels. The devil worshiping horses' head, human sacrifices, animalism, cannibals, having sex with no animals, mammals, and rabbits. But I don't get in that. I kick the habit. I just, like, that's freaking sick. I got I got a nine, I got a lion in my pocket. I'm lying. I got a nine in my pocket. And baby, I'm just dying. To co- like that was stuff only Eminem was doing. Yeah. So if you talk about that Eminem, unbelievable. But we got to factor in the Eminem that did songs like <laughs> uh, <laughs> ass like that. You know, <laughs> you got to factor in. The Eminem that did songs like, you know, the one with Ed Sheeran and all this. So it's not, and, and, you know, so 
<laughs> it's 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 closer than what people think, but I think it's just more so because Eminem has kind of, you know, not been the same type of killer rapper he was back then. Look, man, I'm gonna close this out to say, um, it's up to y'all. I want to know what you guys think. You know, at the end of the day, um, I'm kind of leaning more towards the game. I'm gonna be honest with you, but Ooh. here's how I'll end it out. I'll say, uh. You know, this reminds me of a famous quote in um actually this this is this shit's been going on for a long time, including in Batman. Everybody said this, but essentially you either die a hero slash legend, or you live long you enough live to become long the villain. To become a villain. Exactly. I think that Eminem is a product of his longevity. Kind of to your yes. point that you're just making, right? And this is why this is even a conversation. Give credit to the game for even being having longevity enough to be here as well, because he's been here for a very long time too. Give him credit, but you guys, I think I, I think this is closer than y'all think, man. But we want to see, we want to know what y'all think on social media uh, and in general, man. Engage with us, Q. Let's let's kick off the I'm, next topic. I'm ready for war. I'm ready for war. I got machetes and swords for any to say that was wrong. Woo, woo. Y'all need to listen to that verse, that Eminem verse on Dead Wrong. That joint is is crazy. But anyway. Yeah, Eminem was going crazy back in the day. Next topic. Artists that got dropped and ended up still having a successful career. So, you know, I think one of the biggest things, you know, you're a business owner, right? I'm a business owner. We can call ourselves that, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, pay our taxes. You pay, you, you pay your tithes and taxes, exactly. right? Yeah, you're good to go. I, hey, yeah. Hey, hey. but you know at the end of the day like when you're trying to build anything whether it's your business whether it's your rap career whether it's your acting career you're going to go through ups and downs there's going to be moments that's going to call for your resiliency and I don't think there's enough of those stories being said in hip hop today or music in general today I think we all kind of pay attention to the people that we like but we don't necessarily take the time to understand where they came from. Not necessarily from the mud or from the traps or from the trenches, but from being somebody that may have gotten dropped by a label, being somebody who maybe did not get the recognition they felt they deserved when they first came out, to just, you know, simply being somebody that's been doubted. So I kind of wanted to just kind of cover that topic from a grand scale of things, grand scheme, um, and just kind of talk about just the resiliency that some of these artists have shown. Some of our favorite artists. And uh, yeah. just kind of that that whole idea of resiliency in hip-hop. The reason I brought this topic up was because uh, I was thinking about Lil Durk and how big Lil Durk is. Lil Durk at one point was somebody who got dropped from his label. Was somebody who people... I think there was a legitimate concern that he may not pan out ever. And I think that he ended up being a success story that not a lot of people are talking about. So I just kind of wanted to talk about that. What, what, what is your take on the whole resiliency and hip hop topic? Uh, yeah. Look, I want to actually open this up to not even just hip hop, because I think that Music. this is a, yeah. a much bigger convo that just needs to be, so, needs to be talked about. You know, as uh, as I was looking up artists and just trying to figure out, like, who's really been out here being resilient, but then ended up becoming 
uh, a success story beyond belief. I, I came across some names that I just couldn't believe I was coming across that I think you guys, you know, if you're out there, you're an artist, you're trying to make it, or if you're not even a musician, you're just somebody trying to make it. There's a couple stories that I think could, could potentially inspire you. Um, one is Bruno Mars. You know, Bruno Mars is a guy who I think at this point it's safe to say is um, veering towards iconic status in a way like he veering. He's he may not be all the way there, but I think his trajectory has allowed him to see a lot of success. He's obviously super talented musically, um, whether it's playing instruments, whether it's writing music, blah, 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 blah. I could go on. But. Little do a lot of you guys know, Bruno Mars started out as a guy who was heavily doubted, signed to Motown. He was dropped. The labels didn't believe in him. He had to persevere. And ultimately, he ended up becoming the guy we see today. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, that's obviously one example. I can give you guys a ton more. Ed Sheeran is another. Did you guys know that Ed Sheeran was once doubted because he was a redhead and they didn't think that he could sell records? I mean, that's probably not surprising, right? If you just look at Ed Sheeran. However, that is the reality that a lot of artists face, right? You know, when you're coming up, you're, you know, they see the talent, they see the music, but they say, damn, yo, we don't know how we can market this guy. So we're going to pass. That's a reality that a lot of artists face. And, and, and ultimately it's those labels who pass that end up kicking their kicking themselves in the ass, right? And saying, damn, man, we had an opportunity. We could have signed Ed Sheeran. Look at him now. He's he's a legend in, in, in Europe. He's a legend over here. You see him more recently making songs with Fireboard, DML, uh, Peru, you know, becoming this icon globally that people respect. And it's like, bruh, hindsight is twenty twenty because I guarantee you if we talked about Ed Sheeran 20 years ago, you wouldn't have known who the fuck, not 20 years, that's too far. 10 years ago, you wouldn't have known who Of course you wouldn't know was. who he was at nine years old. <laughs> exactly. Come on. You'd be like, hey, come on, this guy, he's this chubby redhead. Get the fuck out of here. He's going to be, he's going to be an international star. Get out of here. I don't believe you. But uh, you know, the, the list goes on actually, you know, um, Beyonce was once dropped from a label. All the, all these people, by the way, were signed and Shocking. dropped. Um, Janae Aiko, same thing, dropped from labels in the early uh, 2000s around the B- B2K era. Yes, he was. Ultimately, ultimately, you know, uh, carved out a lane in R&B and now is a very respected uh, artist that should not be played with. Put some respect on Janae Aiko's name, right? People do that. And so I know we, we started this combo talking about hip hop, but I think that, um, you know, it's much bigger than that. You know, hip hop is a part of uh, obviously the the music ecosystem, and um, you know it should give hope to a lot of people out there who maybe are out there currently being doubted by labels, the gatekeepers, the people trying to they're trying to get opportunities from. Keep persevering, keep being dedicated, and you can end up being a, a great. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of success stories in some of these some of these iconic artists that we know of today that I think you guys should maybe do a little bit more research on, man. Q, yeah. what, who who's some names you want to throw I in? I mean, there? like I, I mentioned, Lil Durk. You know, I mean, Lil, Lil Durk when he first came out, he was doing pretty much the same thing he's doing now, uh, mm-hmm. but for some reason, it didn't seem like it was resonating with people as much. Lil Durk was talking. He even had, uh, you know projects called just because just because y'all waited like pretty much yep. essentially saying like my label is not gonna let me drop this album or you know you know i i 
is I need that demand. And he ended up being he is one of the biggest artists in the game right now. Another person that people forget to mention sometimes in this topic is Rihanna. Remember when Rihanna mm. first came out? Pond the River? What the heck mm. is that? Like is that is no no not it's not not Pond the River. Pond the replay. Pond the replay. Right? Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? yeah. It's Mr. DJ on the replay. I love that like, shit. Like yeah. that's she definitely became something completely different than what she was back then. I mean, at that time, it was like Tierra Marie or Rihanna. Like, who is Rock a fella or whoever they were, Rock Nation, or I forgot who they were at that time. They were like, who are we going to put most of our money on? And I had a sneaky suspicion that they were putting more money into Tierra Marie. It ended up being Rihanna that became a megastar, and now she's a billionaire. So I want to kind of pivot this conversation to two questions. Number one, what is it that the industry does? What do you think it is the industry does wrong? Why are there so many misses in general? And in so many misses, uh, even, uh, uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, people getting dropped, like what, what do you think the industry is doing when it comes to identifying talent wrong? Mm. That's a that's a good question. I think for me, I I feel like a lot of times what ends up happening is people, or I should say labels rather, they they view artists as a very uh, transactional kind of entity where like mm. you know instead of looking at an artist and seeing their potential, which by the way is very subjective because you and I can have difference of opinions as to how we think an artist's trajectory could be, right? And so I think it's just a matter of the people making the decisions in the background having the right intentions, having mm. the right foresight to say that quality right there, their ability to make music, just hear it. Don't matter that he looks like Ed Sheeran. Don't matter that he's a chubby kid with red hair. It doesn't matter. Do you hear his voice? Do you do you hear his mm. songwriting? Mm-hmm. That is, I think, a, people care about the vanity part of it all. How do, how do they look? What's their personality like? Which, by the way, is very important in terms of selling and marketing music. I'm not going to act like it's not important, but it's more to that. It's a, it's much deeper than that. There's that intangible quality that I think gets missed a lot of times. What do you I mean? That's true. Think? I mean, I think, but but is it even possible to like figure out or or or, or get a gauge of what has next? Like who has next or what sound has next? It's it's, it's a really tough job. I mean, because I I, I kind of look at the little Dirk situation and I'm like, I thought little Dirk for, for when he was first coming out, I thought that. Yeah, his sound is what hip hop is like based on right now. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, why didn't they believe in that sound at that time? I mean, you talking at, about Drew? Yeah, I mean, his sound. I mean, he had the emotional, like, soulful trap music. Uh, he was doing all the melodies like everybody else, and he kind of sounded like everybody else. But then I'm like, I'm, I don't understand why he's breaking through. And I feel like Cowboy, right? Cowboy is in a very similar situation right now. Cowboy. I think he has all the tools to be a superstar rapper. What is it about Cowboy that has made it that he has not blown up yet? What is it about some of these people like, you know, we look at, let's say, for instance, Sweetie 
is blowing up. But then you got somebody like a Tanache who's struggling to blow up, right? Like, what is it exactly? Because this is help for artists, right? On the on the come up. What is it that artists are doing wrong? What is it that labels are doing wrong? You know, if you're if you have an artist right now that's struggling, what do you tell that artist to potentially get to that next level? Man, I'm not gonna lie. For me, the way I look at it is it's all about marketing. And that's why a lot of these mm. rappers, that's why a lot of these rappers, they have almost like a starter kit. You notice like when a rapper is like trying to make a name for themselves, they go get the dreads. There's a certain oh, look yeah, with the dreads. They go they, they go true. color their hair. Yeah. They 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 wear start wearing jewelry. Yeah. They they start you you get when you get the props involved, it raises the the advertising aspect of your music. Your music can be hella basic. Wow. Like look at look at the look at the Island Boys. Yeah. You know the Island yeah. Boys? Yeah. Oh yeah, I know them. Yeah. Bro, pure ratchet uh ratchetry, just absolute I call it buffoonery in a way in terms of like the way they look. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For but sure. that's the shit that gets the people going in the, so, in, in 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 the words of uh, uh Will Ferrell. Going. Yeah. That's I mean, the, that's but, the shit that gets the people yeah, going, so, dog. So 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 I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because, you know, a typical person would be like, be yourself. I don't think be yourself works. <laughs> like, I mean, because, you know, it's nope. a good point that you say that, right? When did Lil Dirk start getting popping? Started growing those dreads out, right? Started putting yellow, yellow dreads in there, right? You know, he started having the gold teeth. Like, he started having more videos in the trenches. You know, he, like, he started assimilating to the, even the sound, know, right? The he started sound, becoming more melodic. Like that. He started and, sounding and, like Thug. He started suddenly, doing all these things that was successful. it's like next level. Same thing Gunna. Like Gunna. All these people grew dreads. That's a good point. Like Travis Scott, when he first came out, he had a cut like us. Can you believe that? Travis Scott looked like That's us. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, real grew talk. dreads and like kind of like image. So image is probably the most important thing. I just find it interesting. It's huge. It's huge. Because so then it's not really much about music then. I think honestly, unfortunately, where we are today, I think back then it used to be more about the music, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until like things started becoming more about the vanity aspect, the personality. How good do they look in pictures? Um, how do how are they as a person? Because that's the shit that connects with the people these days. Because we're so we are so we feel as 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 a fandom. I feel like people are so invested in people's personal lives and who they are as a real person. That's why like. You see people like Saweetie winning, right? I personally don't think Saweetie is a great artist. However, I think that what makes Saweetie, um, I guess, connect with people is that during the pandemic, she started reeling people into her life. She started doing vlogs. She started, they started seeing the shit that she was eating. And that's mm. the shit that made her get these deals and have all these weird ass, de- you know, deals with yeah, McDonald's yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, it's about your lifestyle these days. That's what it's about. It's not even about the music anymore, and that's 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 the unfortunate truth. That is interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. I I just found it interesting because I'm just like, there's a lot of artists that what did they do differently to oh, get man. to get their career off the ground, bro? And so, bro, there's yeah, a I mean, yo, there's a image. starter kit. The hip hop starter kit they is got a, a hip hop starter dog. kit. I think they got that a shit is a bro. Get get you a a, a wad of cash, uh, grow some dreads. Make sure you dye your hair too, because oh, wow, if you dye your hair, you on a whole nother. Bo- Go ahead, dye a blonde. Dye, just dye it a different color. Look at little, Facts. look at little Yachty with the red, with the red, yeah, yeah. red hair when he Facts. came out. That was some Facts. next level shit. Image, Real talk. image. That's true. 
But anyway, man, let's let's keep it moving. Though next topic, uh, is hip hop responsible for you know the conversation that's happening in in mental health? I know Q, you you talked about this, and I want to know exactly where you were going with this. I, I think I know, but um, yeah. you know, we've seen in today's climate, mental health becoming such a real part of the conversation, which I personally think is dope because. It's it's about time that we we start acknowledging shit that affects everyone instead of acting like it's it's not even it doesn't even exist you know, and so mm-hmm. Q where where were you going with this man so how you want how you want to open this up, you know I I had a conversation with wifey uh, in Austin actually this is after I told you about this topic by the way, and okay. I went on a little rant I'm on a little Kevin Durant in a brunch spot in Austin Uh-oh. Uh-oh. and I said. You know, why is it why is it the stuff that us as black people like always has negative connotations? Negative it's it's just negativity attached to it, right? Black people, yes, we like our fried chicken. Why is that <laughs> negative? People are like, oh, really? Fried chicken? Why is that negative? You know what I mean? Oh, black people, you know, we like our NBA. Oh, they're just spoiled brats playing basketball. Oh, man, it's the worst sport. Everything it seems like we as a black community, like we like, it kind of gets bashed. And the reason I bring that up is hip hop, right? Hip hop is a mainly, mainly a black genre, right? And mm-hmm. if you look at the way hip hop is portrayed in the media, rightfully so, a little bit, like some of it is justified, but. Um, it's portrayed in the media like trash it's not good it pushes things back um, but in actuality you know hip hop has made probably just as much as any other occupation so many black millionaires so many black millionaires have come from hip hop billionaires Kanye, Jay Z you know Kanye is the richest black man in America? Yeah. So yeah. so so I told her, I said, yo, like people need to stop looking at hip hop like as if it's a negative thing. Hip hop is making millionaires out of black people. And we need to start identifying some of the things that hip hop has helped. We need to start identifying some of the things that hip hop has helped and say it with our chest out. And like I just mentioned. Hip hop has has breeded several millionaires, several millionaires, hundreds of thousands of millionaires in the black community. Why is that never talked about? Right. Never. Has that has anybody ever mentioned that? The second thing that we need to identify is that hip hop has had a very important role in some of the things that people are going on today. One of those things is mental health. I think hip hop has played probably just as important a role in mental health as as television, as movies, as talk shows, because in this day and age, your ordinary people, your everyday rappers actually talking about the mental health struggles that they go through on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I've heard. So the reason this was in my head mainly is because I listened to Kodak Black's album uh, back for everything. And throughout Kodak Black's album or throughout the album, he talks about how there's a battle struggle with him between good and evil, you know, how he's trying to do better as a person, but he like, he keeps slipping back into his old ways. 
and that's just Kodak Black's album. Rod Wave, throughout his album, he talks about some of the emotional things that he has to go through, some of the pain, the heartbreak, you know, and yada yada, Lil Baby, all your top rappers are really talking about this stuff. Kanye West. Um, and a, as a listener, it has resonated with me because if these so-called thugs, these so-called hood rats and whatever are okay with opening up about their mental health, there's no, there's nothing wrong about me opening up about my mental health. There's nothing wrong with the next person opening up about their mental health. So to me, I think that has definitely changed the narrative. It has allowed, at the minimum, it has allowed rappers to be open. If 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 an up-and-coming rapper sees that their favorite rapper is open about mental health, that changed their content. They start wanting to get open about open opening up and about it. I mean, we talk about Logic, right? Logic had that suicide song. Do you know they Logic said every day he would get phone calls from somebody or emails saying that you stopped me from committing suicide because of this song? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I just wanted to talk about it. I just wanted to just let it be known that mental health hip hop has helped. Am I am I tripping? Am I do I think that maybe I'm exaggerating? No, nah, I mean, look, I you know, as you're talking, man, I'm thinking, first of all, I want to say this might be one of the realest topics we've discussed. I feel like anytime we talk about mental health, like it's a certain like tone that gets set we did it one time when we talked about logic that was the last time i feel like and you ironically you brought up logic again mm-hmm. and so as you're talking man i'm thinking damn now you got a point but i'm expanding this more so towards just black culture as a whole because you know i, I you can call it hip-hop you're right hip-hop is the testimony of the black community a lot of times and so sure call it hip-hop if you want. But I extend it to the black culture because I look at figures like Charlemagne the God who he's not a hip hop artist. He's a part of black culture. And, you know, he's a very influential dude historically, you know, at least within the last maybe 10, 12 years. Um, more recently, he's been pushing his whole, um, you know, we need to pay attention to our mental health, whether it's people coming up on the breakfast club, whether it's artists, musicians, actors, you name the profession. He is asking people, yo, where are you during this time of importance with the pandemic and how how much of an impact on on people's mental health that was right it almost seems like right now we're we're i know like people are moving outside there's this glimmer of hope they cdc over here talking about yo y'all don't have to wear masks anymore it's optional people are starting to feel like shit is back normal but we forget the conditions that we were in for the last two years how people were locked in the trials and tribulations that did on people's health, wealth, well-being, right? And I think the conversation about mental health is a very important one. So has hip-hop contributed to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I listen, I give so much credit to the generation of today. The Kodak Blacks are included in, in that. Uh, the Rod Waves. Um, the Even Meek Mill, who is like somebody who is... Historically, you know, he probably represents that last of a dying breed type rapper where they're so hard and tough and hardcore that they they never want to admit like there's anything wrong with them in the head. Right. Even he's somebody who's who's kind of pushing that narrative narrative. And I think it's, it's high time that we all be real 
right? It's too much. There's been too much fake shit in hip hop for the longest, right? The facade was was up for the longest, and I and I'm I'm actually happy that this this wave of hip hop is happening now. Yeah, where people are being open about their real life, uh, at least to a certain extent. They're being open about the challenges that they face on a regular basis. It's dope, man, and I think it's impacting and influencing the rest of the world. That's the other thing that we're it not is. talking about. I mean, because it like I mean, I, I just get so I mean. Listen, I I I'll bash hip hop to the day to, till the cows come home. I I I hey, I'm all about bashing hip hop, <laughs> but at the same time, we got to understand that like hip hop, aside from just mental health, hip hop has contributed to so much in society that it does not get credit for. You know, we we all hear about the drug use and all that stuff. Yeah, that's the bad part that it it may have contributed to, um, but you know. Things like mental health, things like awareness, um, you know, just things like, you know, just understanding the importance of how to raise a family, you know, um, because if you look at, you know, other medias, you would think a family is family matters or full house. There's other ways to raise families, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, like, they talk about it in hip-hop quite a bit. There's people that are open about it, you know? Right, uh, right, Even right. if you look at Kanye, we may, not, we may not agree with Kanye in terms of how he's going about some of the things that he's doing. But if you listen to Donda 2, which I have, I got the pleasure of listening to it. Shout out Suave. Um, you know... Hey, one of y'all, one of y'all bought forget, the stem player, I gotta, right? I gotta, yeah, Suave got the stem player. Send that shit to me, man. I still need to listen to Donnie <laughs> too, man. So I listened to it, and you know, Kanye's an open book. Kanye's talking about his dating life. Kanye's talking about how it felt to lose his kids. Kanye's talking, which is real stuff. This is not stuff when we were growing up. We heard they were people weren't talking about the divorce process or like yeah, how real. it felt to like lose your kids or not be able to to to. To, to to go to the person's birthday part the kid's birthday party like these are some things and he's doing it in music these are some things even just donda listen to donda the open book that he was in donda you know in terms of talking about what god meant to him and how he's growing as a person and etc cetera, etc cetera. like getting real personable about the stuff like to me mm-hmm. it's 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 it, it needs more credit. It needs more credit. Music in general, I think, needs more credit for for moving society the right way. And I just want to bring that up. I mean, it's a good point, man. Good point. I'm not mad at that at all. I think um, I don't know, man. It, it's it's just weird how it took this generation of of kids because it's really the kids, bro. The millennials, is, is, millennials is. is really the ones that's that shattered that mold, right? We had um. DJ Dramos on what two episodes ago? Yep. Shout out to DJ Dramos, and um, you know he talked about how important the Latino community was, and you know to the the start of hip hop, and how they don't get any credit. But more importantly, he talked about how mental health affects him, and you know he's being open and honest with like trials and tribulations. I think that that's just the society we're in now, where people are just they're leading with their imperfections. As opposed to trying to keep this facade, you know what I'm saying? Like, as yeah. if it's real. I think that's the people that, like, if if you're out there and you're a content creator or you're just somebody who's out here doing your thing, I think it's important to show people, you know, how the sausage is made, quote unquote. What? It's important. 
It's it's a phrase, bro. Knock it off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, you sound like you sound like uh, Russell Westbrook when he was in the when what? he was in the uh, yeah, bro. What y'all niggas tripping? <laughs> yeah. No, but that's a phrase. It just means like there's an ugly process involved in making the sausage that you never see until it ends up on your plate. That's the oh, that's the point, man. Anyway, let's move on because you're I trying apolog- to make this shit awkward I, and I, weird. I, I apologize for bringing this topic up. This guy, man. <laughs> so, sorry, fucking America. making this shit America, weird. America, please, America. Okay, <laughs> next topic. Do music fans have an attention span issue? Ooh. Ooh. So, you know, this is a topic that you came up with. Um, brilliant topic as soon as I heard it because I uh, fully agree. Now it's just a matter of going into a deep dive about it. But right. I'm assuming what you mean is songs are coming out, albums are coming out. We listen to it for a week, two weeks, and we completely forget that it exists. Is that kind of mm-hmm. where you're going with this? That is exactly where I'm going with this, sir. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm at a crossroads because I don't know where we go from here. I don't know. I Like, I think we're at a point in music where no matter how good a release is, we can call the album classic today. Oh, my God. This is the most fire. Think about how people felt about Tyler, the creators. Are, oh, my God. Yo, you heard that Tyler? Tyler got the album of the year. Oh, snap. Oh, my God, that new West Side Gun. Oh, oh, you heard that new Nas Magic? Oh, that's just, this a, hey, I've never heard no album. This is Nas's best album since blah, 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 blah. Where, where are those same people now? But like, even me, I'm included in that. I don't even listen to them joints anymore. I don't revisit a lot of music these days, even though I think it's phenomenal. And I think that that's kind of dangerous in a way because it's it's almost like it devalues the importance of the music as a whole. It's like, what is the point in listening to a whole album at this point now if we're if in three months we forget it exists? You may be revisited two years from now, you know. Because I can tell you, you know, we're old enough. Well, I can tell the people. I should say, we're old enough to remember the pre-streaming days. The the iPod era. I tweeted this the other day, you know, where I was saying, I kind of miss the iPod era. I kind of do. And it's because of this exact point. When we had iPods, and I, I'm not trying to sound like the old bitter man, because, hey, sound, talking about an iPod don't make you an old man, does it? Does it? And even worse, that- you didn't even have an iPad. You had Zune or whatever <laughs> weird ass thing that that's, you had. You did not. You were anti iPod growing up. Listen, that's. That is partially so true. Stop I did, it. Listen, that is partially true. I did get a iPod eventually, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, you did? Like, um, yeah, you did. So you knock did, it off. You did. You did. So, so the point is, it was still an iPod era, right? You, you downloaded music from an illegal source. <laughs> you somehow got it on the iPod, and you listened to your iPod for the next few months of this album, maybe next few years. You're like, damn, this shit is amazing. And I think that the consumerism, the pace in which we've we are uh, consuming music, it's to me, it's almost devalued the music, and, and that's why I think that we're in a different era of how to market and sell music. Right? We are in the TikTok era. We're in the the era of selling lifestyle. 
We're in the era of selling apparel and all the freaking all these artists getting into ventures and music. Uh, I'm sorry, getting into like selling burgers and, and fast food deals. Like, like, do do you see how the the way in which music is being sold has kind of shifted? It's it's becoming less about the music as opposed to just selling all of the other ancillary things surrounding the music. And I think it's it's a it's a it's a direct part of the whole attention span issue. So honestly, I don't know where we go from here. How do you recapture people's attention with music to where you want to you, you want that person to play it for an extended period of time beyond 3 months, 6 months, 9 months, an album. Only a select few artists are able to do that. We're talking about the the in hip hop, the Kendricks are do, are doing it, right? He doesn't even drop often. And so People are still listening to Damn. People are still listening to, to Pimple Butterfly. People are still going back to listen to a lot of these older projects. And while Kendrick has had the, I'll say, the flexibility and the license to be able to, um, to, to release infrequently, not a lot of artists are granted that ability. You know, if they go a year without dropping music, people forget about them. They no longer matter. Well, and so how do we solve this problem that I that I personally see, personally see? Well, let me just say this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to backtrack a little bit and kind of answer your your question. So, go ahead. First off, let me say I am a very indecisive person. I'm the type of person that when it's lunchtime, I have all these options of where I want to eat. And back in the day when I was a kid, it was McDonald's or whatever was at the crib. Now we got Uber Eats and we got you got the you can eat Mediterranean, you can eat Chinese, you can eat uh Mexican food, you can eat uh American food, you can eat uh Indian food. Whatever you want to eat is all at your disposal. And guess what? For somebody that's indecisive like myself, that's a major problem because I sometimes miss the deadline because I'm trying to figure out what the hell I want to eat. I like to be spoon fed a decision. <laughs> I love it when the decision it just makes this itself. You know what I mean? So nowadays with music, it's not like the radio. Back in the day, the radio, whatever the radio played, you listen to it. It is what it is. They spoon fed unless you. you got the album, then you have more options. Maybe like fifteen or sixteen options of songs that you want to listen to, but you were spoon fed. So streaming services are a big problem because you have everybody's catalog at your disposal. I can listen to whatever I want right now at any time. I can listen to anything, whatever. And I do think that hurts for somebody that's indecisive, you know, and I think majority of us as human beings are born indecisive. It is what it is. But, you know, the big problem, I don't think the problem is albums, believe it or not. I think mm-hmm. albums are doing actually pretty well, you know, in, in, given the circumstances. The shelf life the, the sh- the of shelf, the albums? Yes, that's, the shelf, that's what the I'm addressing. Life is a pro- I get it. The shelf life is a problem. I don't think that's an album problem, though. That's, get, get, hear me out. I don't okay. think that's an album problem. I don't think there's anything you do differently with albums. I think the problem is the singles. The songs that come out, like I look at it, listen, I have Radies Game Music, best music site in the world. I look at all the releases that come out on Thursday. It's a bunch, 15, right? 15, 16 songs that come that, out. That, that's that's oh, it? So There's 
three times maybe that, four 20, times that. 30 new songs and you're like damn and okay that's cool songs come out singles release cool <clears throat> but back in the day here's here's the biggest problem every week you see a song that came out that features a big name artist featuring another big name artist so like this week you see a song oh snap freaking this is hypothetically speaking oh snap little dirt dropped a song with 21 savage little baby and gunna oh snap doja cat has a song with tiger uh rick ross and 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 benny the butcher oh snap Pusha t dropped a song with kanye west and jay-z like back in the day in order to get a big feature it was like once in a while it was hip-hop fan hip-hop artist treating the 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 listener by once in a while you may get a dmx feature in jay-z song it wasn't common like these big name features were not common every single week you see a big name feature on a song and because of that you automatically just click on it because you're like oh i want to hear what Nicki minaj and and doja cat did together on the song oh i want to hear what little baby little dirt automatically anytime drake comes out features on somebody's stuff you just want to hear what drake's song that you know the drake song you know and you end up replaying these songs it has now become where we've become reliant on listening to albums and songs that feature people this is something that wasn't always like that you know a feature on an album was a a gift a feature on an album was something that, you know, a remix that was reserved for remixes. Nowadays, these albums just have a whole bunch of features. Nowadays, these singles just have a whole bunch of features. And obviously, you're going to gravitate to it because it features two, three of your favorite artists on the same song. And now that diminishes the singles that don't feature anybody. You know, I was pleasantly surprised, right, that Kodak Black's album featured one person, Lil Durk, right? And you know the, what the typical person probably look at that and say? Why would I want to listen to it? It's just Kodak Black. It's just his songs. There's no features on here. You're not going to gravitate to that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Why would I? Or even an up-and-coming artist. Why would I want to listen to, you know, uh, NBA Youngboy's new album? He doesn't feature. There's nobody on there. Mm-hmm. I think we have now gravitated to, like, big and bold and that is pretty much diminishing the stuff that's not big and bold. That is allowing people to not get a chance to have their songs that are just normal songs without people a chance. And I think that's the major issue. <clears throat> Features are cheap now. So, so okay. I see pros and cons with that, though. Because the pros are, like we talk about all the time, which is like, collaboration is a good thing like when artists are collaborating is a good chance that Every the music will end while. up well Every i'm just saying in, I, what, I, what i'm saying is in general without collaboration you typically don't get an, an advance in sound and you know people taking doing experimentations and doing it like look at kanye west but you right also... think of, hold on just think about the just think about the Think about how Kanye creates music. You watch the whole doc, right? I well, love not it. the whole thing. I love it. Think about the, the element of how he collaborated. That typically makes these records better. Now, I will agree, though, the cons are 
it devalues the feature. It it devalues the you know the importance of when you do get that big name or you do get another feature. You, people are people are people. It normalizes it. It makes it seem now, like it's not a big deal. It's now you are expected to have features on your songs yeah, and in albums. A way. And it, it dilutes the product. It waters down the music because everybody starts sounding the same. You're like, yo, I got Lil Baby on a song. It's going to sound like a Lil Baby. Nicki Minaj dropped two songs with Lil Baby. Two. Her comeback had two Lil Baby songs. I don't even remember what they sound like. I don't. Especially that, because especially that second one called, what was exactly. it called, Bussin? I'm supposed to... I'm supposed to look at that and say, oh, snap, Lil Baby and Nicki Minaj were on the same song. I just say, oh, oh, there we go. Lil Baby's on this song. Oh, okay. I'm supposed to look at a feature. I'm supposed to look at a Drake. Drake has done several features in the last couple of months. Nobody cares. He did a feature with Trippy Red. Did anybody care? He did a feature with Gunna, PP Power, that was did not make the first album. I didn't the care album. about that song. Didn't care. This is Drake. Like five, six years ago, you found out Drake was on your song. Oh, that's a hit. Guaranteed hit. There is nobody these days where I see is on a song and I say that's a guaranteed hit anymore. Maybe Cole. I look at Cole and say, oh, damn, Cole's on there. Oh, okay. And Cole has kind of brought back the love for the feature. He really has. He has helped it become more impactful. When he features on your song, your song is going to get better. But these days, the feature, it doesn't mean anything anymore. You put Lil Baby on a song, I, I really don't care anymore. <laughs> I like the point. I like. I mean, I, listen, I like the angle. I like that angle a lot. I mean, features are becoming, they're, 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 it's being diluted. They've diluted the essence of what a collaboration or a feature was supposed to be. So, hey, how about this? This is how we solve that problem. Tell every artist to stop collaborating for I a whole hope, two I hope years. It's a, but you notice that's the Say, trend, though. It's a trend that's NBA Young Boy doesn't collaborate hey, as bro, much. Kodak bro, didn't I collaborate. Remember, I listen. I'm one of them people that pay attention to that a lot. I I really yeah. pay attention to the artists that who have the audacity. I, I use that word on purpose to go out there and and make an album with only one to zero features. That it's, says a lot about that artist's confidence in in in, in their in their and what they think they bring to the table. It yeah, says a it lot. does. And so I think I think when it comes down to it, that's the problem. Hip hop has that problem. I I know because I do this every single week for the last three four years. All the stuff that comes out every week, and I just look at it. and I'm like, there's about four or five songs that just feature a bunch of people, and you're just like, all right, if we do this, if we do this every week. <laughs> like you're just gonna keep trumping each other. Okay, but this let me let me go back real quick before we end the show. I just want to make I just want to make it clear. So my question is, how do we regain the importance or extend the shelf life of music? Is there anything that fans can do, or is it on the artist side? Do they need to stop collaborating? Is that your answer to that, or was there more? I think. One easy fix would be instead of New Music Fridays every Friday, you make New Music Friday once a month. You do that once <laughs> a month. Release music monthly? Or every two weeks. Because I think every single week you're looking up for something that's new and something new will come out. I think that's a solution to the problem. I mean, streaming services, hmm. obviously, we're stuck with it. But 
if there was no streaming services, I think we would value more. And I think people need to put more emphasis on the singles. Like, I don't think there's enough emphasis on singles. Like, I remember growing up back in the day, uh, you know, an album like Thriller, Michael Jackson. Do you know Thriller was being played for about five years? He was, he dropped the actual Thriller song, right? And then he dropped Beat It, video for it, a year or two later, and just kept dropping singles. I think if we make it crystal clear, this is a first single for the album, which Kendrick does very well, right? Kendrick does it very well. He set this. He set the stage for it. He dropped his teaser song, then he dropped his first yeah. single, then he dropped the real official first single, and then you know mm-hmm. dropping single, 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 single. Kendrick did it the best. Where to this point, you know, we still bumping uh, uh, his song with Zakari, Love, right? It's, it's called Love. Yeah. That's like perfect single. So he he dropped his singles the right way. I think we need to put more emphasis on singles. You know what I'll say? I'll say this. Here's my. I think that's a good point. By the way, another thing: partnerships too. I think like Uh -uh. the way that I love every year the NBA. You know when their playoffs start, they partner up with an album, right? And Mm -hmm. that album will be the soundtrack for the playoffs. Like I think last year, DJ Khaled, his whole album was a soundtrack for the playoffs. More of that needs to start happening. Start making more soundtracks I like and things that. like that. I like that. I like that. Here's what I'll say. And again, this is not us. I wouldn't even suggest that your average artist even do this. Because this is actually career suicide, what I'm about to say. Just stop dropping music as much. <laughs> now, I know you said drop music solution. monthly. I know you said stop, you know, uh, maybe they can do new music monthly instead of every week. New, you can instead of new music Friday, it can be whatever the hell it is, but just on a monthly basis. I agree with that, that'd be dope. But I look at artists like Playboy Cardi. I mean, you want to talk about like extending out a rollout, extending an album, creating the shelf life of an album, dude. There's people still talking about Die Lit, the album mm-hmm. Die Lit before Whole Lot of Red. I can't tell you how many times I've seen, like, let's say on Twitter or just on YouTube, people discovering Die Lit and like, yo, this shit is fire. Oh, my God. Or whether it's Die Lit or, or even Whole Lot of Red re-entering into the top 100, uh, top Billboard 200. Like, there's certain artists who are able to do it. And I think it's because, number one, they're creating music mm-hmm. that is worth revisiting. That's the obvious mm-hmm. answer, mm-hmm. answer, right? But I think at the end of the day, you have to carve out a, a unique lane to where you want to even give people incentive to come back because your music is so unique. At the end of the day, the point you're making about Nicki Minaj and, and, and Lil, Lil, uh, Lil Baby is extremely valid because guess what? It points to the fact that the, there's no originality in the music that she's presenting, Nicki Minaj is presenting these days. What did she give you to revisit any of that stuff? It's like you heard it once and it reminds you of a million other songs that you just heard, mm-hmm. right? And so that's part of the problem. Like the creativity aspect, the uniqueness has really gone away, right? And there's certain artists who are trying to hold it, hold tight to it and who are doing it at a high level. But I think that's where we start. Just be more creative. I mean, it's alarming. It's be a, more unique. It's alarming. There's you. You would be surprised, music fans. How many collaboration songs that I see on a weekly basis that we just push aside? You would be alarmed. I see all kinds of songs featuring all kinds of artists. And you're like, yo, this is about to be a hit. Oh, this is about to be a hit. 
I ain't gonna lie, I see it too often. I just saw I saw a song with A Boogie and uh the dude upcoming in, in, in uh, the Bronx Be yeah. Love and I was mm-hmm. like this song is pretty whack. Yeah, it's, it's like, like you know, it's, it's like it's, why would I come back to this? Why? It's it's, it's like look, look look down the line. Let's let's just do a, a quick scan real quick. You want to look at the shit that look just at, came out? <laughs> yeah, let's look at something. Let's, let's do a quick scan real quick. Let's 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 let's, let's okay. NBA Young Boy and the Baby. Are you revisiting that? Be honest. <laughs> you you know the answer. No, exactly. So, so exactly. Look at this NBA. Okay, NBA Young Boy the Baby, right? Cy Ari the Kid featuring Benny the Butcher. That's going to be overlooked, right? It's features Benny Butcher. Uh, uh, what else we got here? YNW Melly featuring Trippy Red, YNW B Slime, YNW Bortland. A Boogie with featuring B Love. Omale featuring Justin Bieber. Moray featuring Corday. Machine Gun Kelly featuring Lil Wayne. Nigel featuring Pusha T. Blast featuring Zakari. Diggy D featuring Moneybag Yo. It's like. Okay, I'm a human being. How am I supposed to listen to all of this? <laughs> and and you're not going to, right? There's some people that won't get to Mori versus featuring Corday. That's a they big won't. feature. There's they some won't. people that won't get to YNW Melly featuring Trippy Red. That's a big feature. You know, it is. this literally is happening every week. There's some people that won't get to freaking uh, uh, Lil Wayne and 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 um, Machine Gun Kelly. That's a big feature. Cool kids featuring Bruh, Chance the Rapper. Cool, like the, even even the return of the return of uh, Joey Badass. Right, he's been gone for yeah, so long. Joey Badass. It's it's like even him. Or do, do you even know that Joey Badass just dropped a new album? Yeah, you probably it's, don't it's because crazy. you've been bombarded with all this other it's, shit it's, that just dropped. Just it's just people just clicks are just put it and it's it's too much. It's too much. I don't know, man. It can become exhausting. I will say, but again, I, I just think that overall. Um, our attention span for music has changed, and it's pretty obvious. And, and, but I, sorry, yeah, but no, but I, but, I, but real quick, I, but I think that like there's a couple things that we can do, which we discussed before, to maybe try to narrow down the albums that you would even want to revisit. They have certain qualities, but it's unfortunate that, like I said before, a Nas can drop Magic, which I thought was a phenomenal project. I think everybody said it was phenomenal. We all, the culture, the world said the album is phenomenal, yet nobody's going back to it. I haven't heard nobody talking about it. I guarantee you people are not really spinning it right now. But we remember it was good. That's that's a little weird. That's a little weird. It wasn't like that before. It's troubling. It wasn't like that before. It's a, it's a troubling... Uh, right when I started saying something positive about hip-hop, man, we can't even... <laughs> You can't even go come. one segment without going back to bashing them. <laughs> Gotta come with the negativity. Hey, listen, man. I think we reached the end of the show, man. This has been fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, what you guys have to say. Make sure you follow us on all the socials. They're in the description. They're on the screen. Whatever the hell they are. Y'all know what it is. Engage with us. Make sure y'all are following and tuned in to the next few episodes. We're really excited about what's about to drop. And just so um, that you know, I'm a nice guy, guys. I know I rant and I do all these things on the show. If you meet me in person, I'm, I'm very, I'm actually very nice. I smile and I'm shy actually. So I just want to, you know, don't, don't, hey, don't, don't let this persona fool you. I'm a really, I'm a really nice hey, guy. Tell that to the guy you slapped the last time he he smiled at you for no reason. Tell that, that, that to that practice. guy. Let's just end the show right now. If you were giving advice. Make sure that mother sucker is ill.